people hear me say success is your destiny and they think it's like some might think it's like this cute slogan but it's really not it's really it should be like an echo an alarm clock to wake you up so that you realize that you don't have as much time as you think you have like your time is now your time to earn is now your time to build is now and today i'm going to be going to get into this conversation around peak earning years because I want to make sure you are aware of what your peak earning years are and how you can get the greatest return on those years. Another week, and uh, so good to see you all again. Well, I'm not seeing you physically, but I'm glad you're here. All right, how about that? Um, and this week, we are going to be talking about maximizing those peak earning years, which I think is very important. Last week, we talked about time management, and if you didn't catch that um, video, or if you're listening on, on a podcast, if you didn't catch that, go back and listen to that because we took a kind of a 30,000 foot view of time management, which is where I think everyone should start. Everyone should start there with the time management conversation, not getting into the weeds with the tools and techniques, strategies. I won't get, I won't go back into that. But if you didn't check that out, I would strongly encourage you to do that because we're going to kind of take step two of that. I didn't plan on doing this, but I think it's a, a great segue into kind of this week's topic, which is around maximizing those peak earning years, which is a form of time management. It's all three actually. It's time awareness, right? We talked about time awareness. It's time authority. And then it's time management. Authority meaning you're taking control of your time because you become aware. So this week, one of the stories that really stood out to me that I think is a great example when we were talking about time management and maximizing your peak earning years uh, is a story of David and Goliath. Now, if you're not familiar with this story, maybe you're not a Bible reader or believer, that's, that you still need to read the story. I don't care what you believe. You need to read the story because there's a lot we can learn from this story. Um, and you're going to see some things today that even if you have read it, maybe you, you haven't thought about these aspects before. All right. And why are we talking about maximizing your peak earning years? Well, in case you didn't realize, we ain't going to be here forever, <laughs> okay? We are not going to be here forever. We have a, a designated time, some longer than others, some shorter than others, but we all have an expiration date. And the key is to kind of look at your life and understand what are the years where your life has been set up. And I mean that. I mean set up. Meaning, just in case you know, you're not understanding what I'm saying, meaning that it, your life has been designed for this portion to be the years where you can build the most. And if, you, if, you, if you're not sure what years those are, don't worry, I'm going to tell you. It's, it's the years between 18 and I would say 50. And I say 50 because that's kind of, maybe I should say 49, because 50 is where that midlife crisis kind of kicks in. And all the midlife crisis is, is when you do a review of your life and you feel like, you know, you, you left a lot of meat on the bones. That's what, that's what sparks a lot of these midlife crises for a lot of men. And, but I think it's a great example 
of our internal awareness that we have peak earning years. And I would tell you it's between 18 and 49. Those are your peak earning years. Why is that? Because those are the years most likely, most likely, and I mean from a physical perspective, those are the years where you're going to have the most strength and the most energy. Those are the years where you're going to be able to stay up all night and jump, and jump up out of bed the next morning like nothing happened. Anybody, anybody can relate? But I will tell you, for some of us, we can also, we can also attest that I'm 33. I can attest that 23, I had a little bit more energy than I do at 33. I, I sent some changes in the body and, and in the, the, the speed and, and, and endurance. And part of that might be some diet, dietary choices as well. But we're not going to go there today, all right? But my point is, as you go through these decades, which you should count them that way, you're going to sense that the urgency picks up because your, your innate mind and soul becomes aware of these years. And I know that sounds kind of deep, but it's because it's, it's, it's you. And it doesn't get more deeper than you. It doesn't get more fascinating and wonderful than you. All right. And then again, that's another conversation. But anyways, let's get into this story about David. And I thought about reading this, but I think for time's sake, I'm just going to kind of give you all my own, my own summarization. All right. I, I'm not going to go to the letter today just for the sake of time. But for those who have not heard of the story of David and Goliath, a quick rundown. So David is this old shepherd boy, right? He, shepherd boy meaning his job was taking care of sheep and tending to the sheep, which in that day, sheep were a, a big commodity. Livestock in general were a big commodity, okay? He's from a, a big family, big family of brothers. So those of you who come from big families and you're somewhere maybe on, along the younger uh, side of the hierarchy, you know how tough it can be if you got a bunch of brothers above you, right? So that gives you a little bit of David's background there. Um, and David actually ends up, as a young boy, he ends up having an opportunity to face this other guy named Goliath. And Goliath is this humongous, I mean, nine-foot giant of a behemoth of a man who represents this group called the Philistines, all right? David represents this group called the Israelites. I don't know why I'm trying to do this story. I'm, I'm so bad at details when I'm telling stories. But y'all bear with me. I'm going to try to capture, capture all of this. You theologians, get off my lawn, all right? I'm not going to hit them all today, okay? So David is, is with the Israelites. Uh, Goliath is with the Philistines, right? And so the Philistines send out their representative, which is Goliath. And Goliath is kind of taunting all of the is Israeli army, all right? The Israelites and their army. And basically what he's saying, send out your best to fight me. And if I win... We, we will capture all of you all and your families and your land, okay? But if you win, you get all of our people, our land, like really like on some Braveheart type, you know, like this is like a scene out of a movie almost, okay? So long story short, though, David ends up stepping up to the plate, talking to the king and saying, you know what? I want to go and fight this big-headed, tall behemoth of a man. And they're first, they're like, you're crazy, David. But any, at some point, they end up agreeing and allowing David to go out and fight. And then the famous scene happens where David uh, kills Goliath with a slingshot and a rock. 
And from this story, there have been so many sermons and religious inspirational talks, which nothing wrong with that. Like absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think because we may over spiritualize this story sometimes, we miss out on key elements. Number one, David was, this took place during that time frame, 18 to 49, of peak earning years. That's one of the things that makes this story so uh, fascinating because this was really one of those launching pads to David's, I will say career, um, just to like bring it down to our terminology because he would eventually go on to be king. But one of the milestones in his road to uh, kingmanship, I don't know why I said it that way, but one of, one of the milestones on his road to, to the throne was this great defeat of Goliath. So I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there because I, I, I want you to think about a few things today, okay? And the first is, is a principle I want to share with you. And that principle is this. If you are going to maximize your peak earning years, you have to make personal and professional development a priority. Okay? Now, that may seem like Captain Obvious, right? Some of you may say, well, okay, that makes sense. Invest into myself personally and professionally. But let me ask you this. This year alone, we have 13 weeks left. And I may have asked you all this on a previous you know, episode, but I, want, I think it bears asking you again. How much have you invested into yourself this year alone? And I don't mean, you know, just trips and luxury. I mean the hard stuff. Like learning a skill, increasing your knowledge in a certain area. To, to place yourself above your peers. And you may say, well, Joshua, you know, what, what's the point of that? What do you mean? Well, let's look at the story of David. Because a lot of people over-spiritualize this. And they make it seem like David showed up with a rock and a sling. And God just gave him, you know, gave Goliath over to him. And that is not 100% the case. Part of it was God giving him, giving him his victory. But there's a reason why God granted him this victory. And we see it in David's preparation. Do you realize that those years, while David was out in the fields attending to these, to these uh, sheep, okay, these years where he was at the bottom of his, you know, the hierarchy between him and his brother, so much so that there's a story that where, his, where David's dad is not even considering him as a future king. Like he's not even counting him as one of the potential candidates for king, for, for like to run for kingman. Think about that. And there's some, some terms, I, I wrote down some things here that we can see David developing before that big moment, that performance there with, with David and Goliath. We can see all of the work that happened in between. And here's some things that David developed during those times. He developed the ability to fight. He himself talked about how while he was out there taking, taking care of these sheep, 
He learned how to fight lions and bears. Now, I don't know about you, but the last place, one of the last places I want to be is face-to-face -face with a lion or face-to-face -face with a bear, okay? And I think there's a lot of you that would agree with that. I don't, I don't think I would stand much, much of a chance. But here David is, is saying, he's speaking to his preparation when he talks to, uh, when he's speaking to the, the group that's trying to convince them that he can go fight Goliath. He tells them, hey, I fought bears and lions. I'm not afraid of this Philistine. That is preparation. That is preparation. Picking up a slingshot and a rock, I guarantee you that the first time David did that was not on that day. And so that begs the question for you and I, if we are going to maximize our peak earning years, what are the skills and strengths that we are working on now that will benefit us in the future when we finally get that opportunity to show up and perform? Bookmark that question. All right, here's another thing I think that's important to, to point out that David, a skill that he developed kind of in that time between just the, the nobody that nobody knew, like David that nobody knew, and then the king. Here's another thing he developed in between that time. He developed an opportunity or skill set of leadership. Now, you may not think of leading sheep as something valuable or important. His father surely didn't. But because he had an opportunity to learn some of, some of the logistics of keeping up with uh, a number of, of sheep, organizing, and leading, because you have to lead the sheep. They follow the shepherd. That, I would dare say, was a part of what allowed David to later lead an army. This story is so great, man. You got to go read it for, in 1 and 2 Samuel. David actually, we see him on the run for his life, but because of his skill set and being able to lead people and knowing how to organize numbers of people, he was able to build his own army and was known as a great general. I would dare say that some of the foundations of that leadership ability were built during his time with those sheep in, the, in those smelly fields, I imagine, in obscurity with nobody knowing his name. And some of you, you may feel like you are in obscurity. Maybe you've been working for someone else. Maybe they've put you in an office or in a job that you don't really like. But if, can I challenge you today to look at it in light of this story and put yourself in, in the same shoes? What is it that you can actually, what's the skill that you are actually able or, or have the opportunity to develop right where you are? that you can later use to build the foundation of earning and wealth so that you maximize your peak earning years. What is it? Another thing I think that's important that stands out in this story is we see David's resilience. We see a, a resilient spirit from David. And some of you have experienced this. I know I have. It's hard to maintain a sound mind, like a strong mind, mindset, when people that you love the most, some of them in your family, like don't value you. 
Like, think about this, man. David's own father overlooks him. And some of us, have you ever been overlooked at a job or something? It doesn't feel good, right? Imagine if your father, your, your parents, have an opportunity to point at you as, as a potential future leader of an entire kingdom, and they don't even present you as an option. Think about that. Think about the resilience it must take to bounce back from that kind of moment. And for some of you listening to this, you've been hit hard. And you've probably, you've probably been hit multiple times. And when I say hit, I'm not talking like physically. I mean like it could be circumstantial. It could feel like every time you take two steps forward, something happens and you take one step back. But can I encourage you, man? Stay resilient. Keep your eyes. I don't want to say on a prize because I feel like I'm, I'm stating old <laughs> Negro spiritual when I say that. Keep your eyes on the next step in front of you. Knowing, knowing that success is truly your destiny. Meaning that these years where you have the energy to bounce back, where you have the energy to fight through, it's important. It's extremely important. Right, maybe you got overlooked at that job. Maybe you got overlooked by your family. Maybe nobody ever told you you were uh, skilled or the best at anything. Maybe they told you the opposite. But if we can identify with anything, we should identify with this part of David's story. Because it tells us that you don't know what opportunity is ahead of you if you will remain resilient, if you will stay in the fight, if you will continue to build the skills and be so good that when the opportunity comes, no one else no one else wants to step up to it but you. Think about that. There were a bunch of people in that story. No one else wanted to step in and face Goliath but David because he was prepared. And if you don't prepare by investing into your personal development, these peak years are going to come and they're going to go. And you're going to be singing the, sad, the same sad song with the same circumstances, the same excuses, the same, you know, whatever. You fill in the gap. Same distractions, but you can avoid that by making a decision to be resilient. I don't care if they overlooked you. I don't care if they don't see how valuable you are. You see it. And so therefore you focus on developing it. You focus on developing the value. And I hope this is helpful. I hope this kind of puts into perspective this story for one, but also our lives and how during these years where we may not be seeing the fruit of the work that we're putting in, knowing that the reason why these years are here and why we have this innate desire to go get it is because if we will put in the work, eventually we will see the fruit. If you put in the work, eventually you will see the fruit, but you got to manage it. You have to manage it. And I think the last thing that I wrote down here 
that I think is important, and then we'll cut off. We'll, we'll cut out after this. But the one thing I think that's really cool is David. David grew his trust. He grew his trust in and knowledge of his power source. Now, for him, that was God. And by power source, I meant whenever he got to those moments where I'm sure he felt like giving up, where I'm sure he felt like, man, what's the point? Where I'm sure he felt like, man, how come my own father overlooked me? In that field with those sheep by himself is where he perfected his song, where he perfected his skills. But he also perfected his trust in his Lord and Savior. That tells us that we all need a power source. For some, their power source may be their money. For others, it might be their family. For others, it may be a significant, you know, other, a spouse. But I want to let you know that if you're going to maximize these years, you're going to need something that has a little bit more foundation than those things. Those things are good. They can be good, I should say. But you're going to need more than that. Your power source must be greater and bigger than you. Your power source must be greater and bigger than you. There's some years for myself, man. I remember some of those years where I'm speaking, I was speaking earlier about just being poor, and that's I'm going back to that. I remember those years, and it took some resilience. It took some resilience coming down the stairs and realizing, okay, my car has been stolen, and I ain't got no money to replace it. It took some resilience to, to see, man, I don't even see a point for, for life right now. It took a power source to pull out of the, those seasons. And you may be in a tough season and you may have lost sight of what your power source is. You know what my encouragement is going to be for you to make your power source, but you have to make that decision for yourself. But what I would want to see is that you would, would maximize these years that you have in front of you. Maximize these peak earning years, these peak building years. So that later on in life, you can enjoy it. Well, not even just later, but now. Now and later, you can enjoy the fruit of your growth, of your resilience, of your leadership, of your skill development. So I think I've driven this point home, all right? I hope this was helpful. I know it's kind of not what you expect when we talk about what you can do to maximize your peak earning years. But hopefully this was some foundational truth and principles that will reset your focus so that you can get the most out of these years. All right, that's all for this week. Hey, listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification button so you can stay in the know when these videos drop. And um, as always, thank you all so much for tuning in another, another week. And I will see you right here next week reminding you that success is your destiny. See you next week.